I want to know more about the Meta Athletes NFT project. We are talking with Coach Patel. We are talking with Drew Cohen, um, the founder. And I, 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 so I first discovered them because there is in our steak shop, there is a Meta Athlete. There were some Meta Athlete NFTs uh, for sale. And, um, you know, you have to use steak in order to buy it. And I thought that was really cool. But I didn't know much about the project. So today, and, and this is a perfect opportunity, um, we'll start off kind of learning about the project. And then, uh, Caleb, I'll let you start to get more technical talk and do a little bit of dev stuff with them. Sure. So Drew, Coach Patel, welcome. Thanks for having us, guys. Yeah, we uh, there's so many things I wanted to jump in and start chatting about, but I wanted you guys to get through uh, some of those announcements and waking all that stuff is is uh, it's incredibly well thought, you know, out and and to me is uh, you know it's it's innovation. It's you know you guys. I think when people think about this and you know over the course of our time in NFTs. Uh, we go through these trends, right? And we go through these mindsets. And I think when you start, when we started NFTs, there was a lot of emphasis on freezing everything, right? Like having everything essentially frozen in terms of metadata, in terms of how your NFT mm -hmm. looks. And uh, that's changed over time, right? And, you know, there's trends that we run into, but you guys obviously have a really strong, you know, finger on the pulse of your guys' community and your holders and, and what's, uh, what's sought after, you know, what's okay, what's acceptable. And uh, it says a lot about you guys, because I think changing that, in my opinion, is a, uh, I don't know, that brings, that brings anxiety to me, because I'm sure that there's a lot of people that are like, wait, what's going on here? Why would we change it? But yeah. you guys have a finger on the pulse to understand that this is wanted and this is needed um, to essentially help you guys with, with having this tied to community and having the community care more about their collection and their collectibles. And uh, man, there's so many good things I want to bring up. But uh, the first one I'll mention is when Fanzo got me into Crypto Dads and Grill probably remembers when you guys launched uh, pretty much the first spaces announcing mm -hmm. the new ownership. Um, I explained that Crypto Dads was like, that was the first NFT where I was just like, you sit back in your seat, you relax, you're like, all right, it's finally my wallet. Everything's done. Everything's signed off on. I got it. I got a blue chip in my bag. And so, you know, but there's something that Fanzo explained through the process of not just the marketability of Crypto Dads, not just the, the loyalty, but there's something like for him, like I'm a marketing mind, I'm an advertising mind. And so when he was telling me like, Crypto Dads is different. This is something that I truly align with to the point where they didn't have merch yet. So I made my own merch. I went to, yeah, fans that went to these, these different uh, third party uh, organizations and had merch made with his NFT. And I just saw him wearing it everywhere. We went to NFT NYC, he was wearing it. We went to other conferences, he was wearing it. And uh, to me, it was fascinating because he had this attachment to that specific, not only the collection, he had attachment to that specific PFP because he was literally wearing it on his shirt. Yeah. I was like, I have this made. I went out and made this myself. I'm never going to sell this NFT, like this specific crypto dot NFT, because here he has all this merch made for it. And so there's definitely this connection that you have to your NFTs. And I talk about this all the time, but like sometimes I try to buy NFTs I don't have connections for, so I can I can go through yeah. an easy process of, of selling it and flipping it or getting rid of it. But there's certainly NFTs that, you know, there's a story, there's something behind it, there's attachment, there's connection. And um, yeah, this this new, you know, movement that you guys are using, utilizing stake, having skin in the game, we're having stake in the game uh, and having, you know, to be a part of the conversation is, is incredible. And so uh, I look forward to it. Um, you know, the first ever crypto that I bought when Fanzo recommended was a it was like an army dad it was like a bald army dad with a yep. star and i bought it because my dad was 28 years military i was like if i'm gonna buy one i want one that has somewhat attachment i'm gonna hold on to um 
you know, to be totally transparent, I didn't help. I didn't hold on to it, but I do yeah. hold on to two Kobe dads. And I think that the Kobe's are, I've always said this from the beginning and it just felt iconic in the collection. And so um, those are two, you know, those are two NFTs with Kobe traits that I, I do align with. One has all tatted up and I'm all tatted up. And so there is this really cool connection and crypto dads is definitely one of the projects where, you know, people do want to, people do want to represent themselves digitally through a digital collectible versus maybe, uh, you know, one of the, the animal NFTs that you guys were talking about earlier, or, you know, somebody, Justin Lima's down there with a killer bear with a Trojan helmet. Like that one doesn't really represent me, but there's still different reasons why, you know, I choose to um, enjoy that project or the people in the project. But uh, I, that's what I really love about crypto dads. is like, I think people do want to get to that point where they have this dad that truly represents them, whether those are assets that they can add on at a later date, or they can go through the floor and they can go through the project and just buy one. But um, yeah. sorry, I didn't mean to go off on a tangent, but oh, <laughs> a couple please. of things I was holding in with, uh, with your guys' new share. It brings a lot of ideas to my mind. Yeah, this is... It's it's great to hear, you know, I would say that in our new ownership team, I would say that like Anthony was a big marketing e-com guy. I wouldn't say that any of us from our new ownership team comes from that marketing background. So it's really cool to hear just, just another viewpoint. You realize, you realize there's no possible way that you're going to put together a team that has every skill needed to run a Web3 project. Like you're all wearing multiple hats and swimming outside of your lane and growing every day with new challenges and, and new skills that you're learning. So it, it's cool to anytime we can chat with somebody that comes from a kind of a different background and hear add to our add to our vision. You know, it's all about expanding field of view, expanding vision so you can see what's coming and make some moves. Yeah. Oh, a thousand percent. And, uh, you know, when we opened up this space, as Ed, you were talking about music NFTs and uh, mm -hmm. we got we got really fortunate to meet Sam Riariaga in person, uh, me and Fanzo. And then we cool. built a relationship since then. But we use his, you know, his Meta Girl. His meta, I always laugh because, like, I remember when I first got into Meta Girl and I was, like, trying to explain to my girlfriend. I was like, hey, I just bought this music NFT and, like, this is going to change change the game for, for artists and, and even artists that maybe, you know, have a following but still haven't monetized. And I was explaining it to her and I was, like, playing the song. And, like, to me, the song is, like, so catchy. But she just, like, hated it so much because she's like, <laughs> I'm real. I'm right here. Like, you know, like, I'm not a Meta Girl. I'm, I'm right here. But um, it was so funny because, like, I was, like, to me like having that first music nft was really special and uh coach b and katie you know in here we, we do a podcast for meta athletes to kind of keep our, our holders informed and uh provide insights for for our community and we use meta girl like the the first probably six to seven seconds of the intro of meta girl for our podcast intro and nice. that might not mean a lot to a lot of people but to me like it's it's awesome it's huge it's it's really cool to, to have this attachment i've never felt that connected to a uh a music you know like a, a song before like of course there's songs that i love and there's songs that i'm obsessed with but uh having this attachment to want to see it grow and, and be heard is uh it's a huge it's a it's a new dynamic to uh fandom right and so um i love that you guys are utilizing some of your music on as well because we use it for the podcast but uh i'm gonna be honest that i didn't even think to to ask him if we should be using it so i i sent him a text <laughs> this morning when uh when i heard it from you guys i was like man i should ask for his permission just to make sure i'm sure he will well, love it. i'm sure he's glad but you just you never know right you have to. I feel like you have to. And you know, so I had a, a another. I have another YouTube channel that that I I would when I first started. I know I'm going back years. I'm going back like over seven years. Um, it's still up, but it, I, I basically I had been monetized, and I had uh, I would play music in the background, and then again, and this is a completely evolving space that we're all learning in. But 
I, I started to get alerts uh, from Google telling me that I'm losing monetization because I was playing copyrighted music. And then I realized, I'm like, oh, God. So, okay, here's the new evolution. Here's a new change. Like, that was something new that was just happening. So then I actually started to go on GarageBand, and I was making my own background music just so that there was something behind the talking, which is what I actually am using now. I'm using some of the same GarageBand. Um, and, again, it's nothing fancy, right? It's just a little bit of background sound to kind of go along with the talking. So when there is some dead air, there's a little something. Um, but that that's exactly it. And, you know, I – kind of evolved myself into using you know you know different types of apps and, and again i do everything mobile i don't do anything on the computer so i'm using everything mobile i'm cutting it splicing it you know making the you know using sounds from garage band and but I, I i being able to find nft projects that are music i i think is amazing and and i did talk to population of mars and i'm like hey listen uh i want to use your music i said can you send me the mp3 <laughs> so we're right back into mm -hmm. Into Web two, going. I need you to email me <laughs> your music so that I can get it maybe a little bit clearer. Um, you know, it, it, a better way to, to to get it in, get it into the spaces and whatnot. But so I, I I just can't I just can't let the music thing get out of my brain yet. So we we will turn the corner, uh, Drew, <laughs> to some questions just about your founder journey. You know, this space really is less about what your project is and, you know, kind of there are plenty of spaces where you can onboard people to your project. I want to know about your founder journey. I want to know about your technical journey. I want to know about how you generated your artwork and mint and what tools. But I want to know use. about the project. I need to know about I, the project. I know, I know, I know. So anyway, music thoughts. I just have to get <laughs> these out. Okay. Number one, imagine a music solution where the music was on chain but encrypted using your public key that you own. And so the music is truly only playable by your wallet because it has to real-time decrypt the music mm -hmm. file that's mm -hmm. somehow in IP, I, IPFS or on-chain, but specifically encrypted to you. And when you sell it, it re-encrypts to the new purchasing wallet. You know, like this is where we're headed. But also, Edward, I just can't get out of my head are the idea of like a radio station, a Web3 radio station where you've got yeah. certain communities doing like weekly shows and spots and think about all the highlighting you could do of artists and musicians in the Web3 space if the filler yeah. music, when there wasn't, like if it was lo-fi, if it was like whatever in between shows. Absolutely. Was, 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 we're all NFTs, right? And so like you yeah. tune into the webpage where the radio station is playing and between segments and between Meta Athletes Weekly Show or Travi's five weekly shows because he's like always on something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, like we could be playing NFTs and C Dad, C Dad Radio, 100%. K Dad, right? K D A D. K Dad, K Dad Radio. Um, yep. So anyway, if anybody in the audience is like, a producer of sorts and wants to talk about a web three radio station that's on 24 seven and has spots for different community leaders to jump out of spaces and more into contexts like this. Um, talk to us because yeah. it, Send some it's, 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 it's simmering in, in, in our minds. I yeah. love that. It's badass. And you know, one of the things that pops up is like, you just instantly have, when you build something like that and there are artists that are building the space you have like this instant opportunity to collaborate and make a bigger splash. Right. So like there's my marketing mind, like coming out to play, but, um, but I love it. I'm sure that any artist that has created an NFT, whether you're Snoop Dogg all the way down to some people that are literally just messing around and, and producing uh, maybe even beats and, and launching those as NFTs. I think it's a, it's a really cool concept. And uh, yeah, I think the fact that, you know, even that we're even using them 
and showing applications and showing use case. Uh, but yeah, you have my mind spinning about that. And Edward, you too, with like the copyrights, like what if there was a way to bypass, you know, those copyrights to be able to monetize if we had on-chain verification that we have access to use that. And yeah, yeah there's, there's a lot of interesting conversations. I, you know, we, when we were in Miami last year for Art Basel, um, I got a chance to go out to dinner with, with Sammy and, you know, we were talking about it and he just kind of picked my brain a little bit and, you know, people that were there that are like web three, everything, NFT, everything, um, you know, we're telling him that like only the holders should be able to listen to it. And it has to be synced up to, you know, unlockable content within the NFT. And mm. I was a holder. I was just like, then how do you grow? How do, how do people hear about this? How do we right. share this with other people? Yep. And yep. I told him, I was like, why isn't this on YouTube? He's just like, well, cause people that bought it said that they only want, they only want access to it i'm like okay so now we're just talking about like hundreds to maybe a thousand people having access to this music nft how how's it going to make an impact like you know like right. how are we going to make this a big deal if it's not on youtube if it's not on spotify it's not on, on his traditional just you know distribution and right. you know at the time he was really leaned into web3 and nfts but um now i see it on youtube now i see it on the spotify right like yeah. when i when i was joking earlier and i was like i wanted to, to show this to my girlfriend I had to literally go to OpenSea and play it on my OpenSea NFT and I could do it. It was just a little bit of friction, right? Like yeah. it's a little bit of friction to go through that process to share it versus like, let me just drop this in YouTube real quick and, and play it for her. And um, yeah, so there's an interesting kind of divide and, and waking. I feel like this is where this conversation today is, I think is going to be, you know, what's the tech relevance and what's the cultural and marketing relevance. Yep. And those mm -hmm. are conversations that we have all the time because we have a really dedicated tech team that I butt heads with all the time because I'm, you know, they might give us the best product, the best tool, the best process from a security and a technical standpoint, but ding, we ding, also ding. have, we Edward, also have missed, flaws. The bell. <laughs> there you go. But we had flaws, like things that didn't connect with people. And so we didn't get the exact result that we wanted because we didn't tap into the marketing, the cultural side, the people side, um, yep. making sure it's frictionless. And um, yeah, so I think that's a, a great conversation and, and probably over overarching topic that we can have today. But mm -hmm. um, yeah, like I think the music NFT is a great one. Like you want to be able to give ownership to holders, but to me, a holder, I was happy to have ownership, but I was also really happy to see it, you know, in places where people could actually consume it. And, well, that's uh, the thing. I want to, I want to share it, right? Like I, I, I bought two songs um, that, that I think are awesome. One of them is the one that I played before we started spaces, such a chill vibe. Um, very moon safari ish. If you know, moon safari air um, really like just kind of laid back, chill, relax. And I'm like, I want to, I want people to hear this. Like, you know, population of Mars put the time and effort in to, to build this, you know, create this song. But I really think there is a, a huge issue with integration here. Um, you know, I don't have a full music studio, and I think it needs to be uh, dumbed down for somebody that's not that technical that can, you know, you know, get this music into a spaces, into YouTube, into you know, uh, some type of audio stream that you know, podcast, whatever. Um, because if you saw the setup that I had going on here, just to try to get the music, and like I said, I literally worked on it for an hour to just to get the music playing you know clean in the background and you know i still don't think it came out clean but you know it's it definitely an integration uh your know, web3 integration into web2 again essentially you know just where we are in in, in this, this space so well drew t can you talk to us just i know i know i know that caleb wants to get into the nitty-gritty and technical talk but can you tell us give us an overall um view of of what and tell us what meta athletes is 
for Coach Patel. Yeah, no, I, I'd love to give a quick synopsis and then I'll shoot over to Coach B if he's able to talk too. So I can have integrated into the conversation. But um, yeah, meta athletes, you know, just to be extremely transparent with everybody, um, it's a big passion project that we started with my network of athletes. I, I come from, uh, you know, I started my own agency a few years back. Um, my my mission in life was to be a sports agent. That's my, my crazy dream was to be a sports agent. Um, so I continue to live out that dream by working with athletes, partnering on their branding, their marketing, uh, their content. That That's the world that I've been living in for the past, past few years. And uh, we had an athlete, his, his name is Kevin Smith. Uh, he currently plays for the Oakland A's. But um, at the time of this NFT launch, he was uh, making his debut into the MLB with the Toronto Blue Jays. And uh, he had reached out one day. We've been working on his content, uh, you know, building out Instagram posts, content for his sponsors, his partners like Under Armour and Louisville. And um, he just reached out. He's like, I've been seeing more and more about NFTs and and this kind of new new trend to digital art. Is there a way that we can create a digital trading card, like 10 to 15 piece digital trading card that I can give to my family? Um, he wanted it to serve as like a digital rookie trading card for people that, you know, basically his inner circle, right? His family, his close mm-hmm. friends. Um right. And he's like, I want to give him something so that when I make my debut, you know, maybe it becomes something of relevance. And as his career starts to take off, that they would hold something of, of value, right? Just like a, a in real life physical trading card, rookie trading card of his. Um, you know, he would sign these cards, Panini, t- uh, Tops, all these companies would, would give him cards to sign. But it's not like he could just take one or two and then give it to his friend, right? Or take one or two and give it to his dad. And so he's just like, this is a way for me to be able to <laughs> give him something of value that I created. Uh, he, he's a digital artist himself. He's, he's not like, he's not people. But he's been messing around and and programs, design programs for years, designing, you know, jerseys, shirts, logos. And so, you know, this was like a total side passion of his. But um, so that put us down the rabbit hole that that helped me like really push me to like, I have no idea what an NFT is. I have no idea what it means to be built on blockchain or built on Ethereum. Mm -hmm. But I can, I understand enough to know that these are just files. Like this is a JPEG. This is a PNG. This is a, you know, this was a, an audio file. This is a video file. And, and people take these and sync them so that it, it can be built on blockchain. And so with that, like a little bit of knowledge and then a huge push by the Beeple sale, <laughs> we went down like a huge rabbit hole of like starting to collect NFTs and, um, it was probably like 3 a.m. or 4 a.m. one night. I've been on OpenSea for hours just trying to like <laughs> figure out why would I choose this one over another one or, what, you know, how do I, how do we even buy these things? And um, I was fortunate <laughs> enough to be listening. I'm a, I'm a huge Gary Vee fan. I've been, you know, actually when I was working at an agency, it was Gary Vee's voice in audiobook format that like pushed me to go create my own agency. And um, so I've been a huge Gary Vee fan for years and um, – at the end of, you know, some podcasts and be like, Hey, make sure you got MetaMask, make sure you have this thing called Ethereum and uh, have this amount of Ethereum in your wallets. You would just kind of like leave these like hints and clues at the end of like maybe one out of every 10 podcasts. And so I had a MetaMask, but I didn't go through with putting Ethereum in it. Um, I don't know why I just, I got to the, I got to the steps to, to get there, but then I didn't pull the trigger. And um, like, I, re- I literally remember the day I had my computer open and I went through the process and then I stopped. Um, luckily in 2017, I'd bought Litecoin. I'd bought a little bit of Bitcoin. I bought, um, yeah. I bought a few of these altcoins. And so I had a little bit of experience. I had a ledger, but I really didn't know anything. Like in, in 2017, I thought I, I thought I knew everything, but in reality, you don't know anything. You don't know about blockchain. You don't know what it means. Um, you just realize that there is an opportunity and there's a trend and, you know, starting to, it's starting to get more and more 
culturally relevant. And so I had a little bit of experience buying, uh, you know, buying some of these altcoins, but uh, MetaMask and NFTs were totally new to me, right? And so I went through the process, but didn't get a V friend. But I started buying some other NFTs, I, you know, like just random ones. One was called Bad Bunny. I thought I got a super rare one, one that I really liked. And then the next day I opened up my MetaMask and opened C and it's gone. It, it was a fake NFT that I bought and it just got, uh, oh, got no, and, uh, So yeah, that's my, that was my first experience buying an NFT. But, you know, like I, I kept going down the rabbit hole. I kept learning and understanding. And, uh, you know, I picked up a few more NFTs here and there. And um, Crypto Dads was my first, first big buy. But, um, you know, with this process, I was able to go back to Kevin and be like, Hey, I think doing a 10 to 15 piece is cool. Yeah. Like, I think that there's value there, but um, listen, I've been buying these NFTs. I've been joining communities. I'm on Twitter now. I, I have a Twitter, you know, I've had Twitter since 2012, but I haven't used it, you know, like I have uh, over the last two years. And I told him, I was just like, from a marketing standpoint, it's insane. Like, yeah, you pull your calculator out you do the math on, the, on like what the mint is and, uh, and how many NFTs were minted. And you're like, dude, there's an opportunity here to actually build a business <laughs> and to use our network and our, you know, the, the IP of some of these athletes, both current and former to build a community. I, I told him, I was yeah. like, I've always been a community person. Like even, you know, before NFTs, before web three, um, my goal with these athletes was to help them generate a, a small community of people that always supported them in anything that they did. Like that was our goal with, with content. That was our goal with digital, digital personalities and digital, rep, you know, uh, reputations is, Hey, I have a nonprofit. Hey, I have a startup. Hey, I just partnered with this company and we wanted at least 500 to a thousand people to basically support them in any action that they wanted to accomplish from a marketing standpoint. And, um, so I told him, I was just like, you know, I don't think, I think we can do the 10, 10 to 15 piece, but I think there's massive opportunity for us to actually build a new brand and to build a startup together. And um, that really is the end goal with most of the athletes that I partner with is to, is to generate something of value that we own with them, whether that's a new startup, whether that's a YouTube channel, whether that's a podcast, uh, we want to be their, their marketing and their content partner. And so um, NFTs just, it, it just came together and it just happened to be like one of the most synced up alignment opportunities that you know, we could imagine with some of our athlete partners. And so, but it was a passion project. You know? And when I say that, you know, there was like fat eight club, there was like rich eight club. There was like all these NFTs that the athletes were buying, but there was no like substance. It was always like, you know, buy this NFT and potentially win a, a Lamborghini, buy this NFT and potentially yeah. win a hundred yeah. ETH. And, um, you know, I like got on phone calls with these guys. I was like, what's the angle here? Like, what do we, like you bought five of these things, but you know, you're not even part of their discord. You're not paying attention to anything. And there's only, you know, potentially like if somebody literally gives you a Lamborghini, like what's the point? And so um, me and Kevin kind of took a step back and we just created what we wish existed in the space. And for us, um, you know, we were both obsessed with learning new things. We're both obsessed with networking and and growing as people uh, developing skill sets. And so, we decided to create a mastermind, uh, which we quickly labeled. I think um, I still think that this is the first ever. Like we we labeled it MetaMind, and essentially mm-hmm. what that is is it's a it's a mastermind built on blockchain where somebody can take their seat and transact it to somebody else if, if they don't feel like they're aligned with it anymore. And so uh, there's plenty of opportunities where I plug myself into networking groups, into masterminds, into social media and marketing masterminds. And uh, after six months, if I don't gain a lot of value or I don't align with it anymore then I just paid six months with a membership and I get nothing out of it Um, versus if it was built on blockchain, I can take my six months worth. And if it doesn't align, I can trade that to somebody else and potentially even upsell it into a a financial gain for myself. If the community and the value and content upsells to the public. Right. So to me, that was a a concept that hadn't been done before. Um, 
you know, there's been plenty of opportunities and, and chances like that for people to, I mean, there, there's examples, I mean, of people that have done that, you know, since then, but um, that's what really got me excited is like, we can build this networking group. We can build this group of, of people that are willing to, you know, put themselves out there, learn, grow, develop, and ultimately solve issues as a team. When I think about mastermind yeah. principles, when I think about uh, like think and grow rich and how to win friends and influence people, like they interviewed all these people and they use this mastermind principle to solve everybody's issues as a team or as a network of people. And so that's what Meta Athletes is at a core. Um, we're a, a group of, you know, sports fans, coaches, athletes, pro athletes, um, but we're also just high performers, uh, people are, are wanting to be high performers. Um, I think that that's what separates us. I think a lot of people, you know, like, I don't really like sports. I don't really like athletics. And so meta athletes isn't for me, but, um, you know, whether it's business, whether it's mental fitness, whether it's just opportunities to, to get better and perform better as a human, um, that's who we want to speak to. And that's who we want to connect with. And so, I'll let Coach B maybe talk a little bit about his experience, but it was a passion project that me and Kevin Smith, you know, built because it didn't exist in the space yet. And so we wanted it to exist. So we built it. And um, yeah, it's been an incredible journey. Uh, Kevin Smith did all the art in the off season. Um, we probably generated 15 to 20,000 NFTs to, to figure out our 4,000 NFTs because we, we failed miserably yep. to the process. And, um, you know, when it comes to the tech waking, which I'm sure you're more interested in is uh, you know, I was fortunate enough to have, um, I'm fortunate enough to have a CTO who also is a CTO of a, a, a big social media platform. Uh, there, they just happened to be working in crypto and NFTs and Web3 and, and building out features for the social media platform. And so I was able to, to utilize one of their team members to help build Meta Athletes. And uh, what I provided to them was just, hey, we can basically walk through this process together. And so I told them from the cultural standpoint, you know, what we wanted and, and they helped us build it. Um, so I'm not a dev myself, but me and Kevin went through the whole process of building art, building community, uh, what it means from the tech standpoint. And uh, we went through the whole process ourselves, which in, in turn has actually led to a lot of business myself because going through that process ourselves now allows us to consult and build projects for other people. Yep. Right. So yep. um, it's a, it's a process. It's a grueling process that took probably um, way too long, but now we can, you, we can basically repurpose and build within a week, right. Or two weeks, but it took us six to seven months to go through that process and learn and, and go through everything, you know, step-by-step. Step. But um, yeah, that's, that's what Meta Athletes is. Uh, I hope so let me ask right. you this, Drew, yeah. right? So Meta Athletes, right? So I buy the NFT and now I'm part of the community. I guess the question for me is what, what do community members um, gain? What are, sure. what is the project for them? What is, uh, sure. what's the utility in a sense? Yeah. So from day one, right when you get your NFT, you know, we have a pretty, pretty dedicated effort to go find people that are minting or, or transacting and, and get them, you know, onboarded personally, um, you know, have them ask the questions, but from day one, you get mentorship, you get, uh, you get mentorship from our team, our team of coaches, uh, that span from pro coaches in the, in the MLB to the NHL, to the MLS, to D one colleges, um, coach B, I think a lot of his, uh, a lot of his mentorship is really the main utility of meta athletes from day one. Um, but then we continually build utility on top of that. We, we want to, we want to tie together essentially, like I mentioned earlier, we want to solve issues as a team. So how can we do that? Right. We have these forums, we have Twitter community uh, features that we use where people can drop in. But um, I think the, the main three things is you get mentorship from uh, a staff of people that essentially mentor and educate the top 1% of athletes. You know, I think uh, a lot of our, 
lot of our vision and the the narrative that we're trying to create with med athletes is um, athletes are great. Uh, I work with athletes. <laughs> athletes also don't have a lot of time, right? So if we build a project that's solely based on connecting to athletes who don't have a lot of time to connect, then I don't think we do a great job of, of essentially building that utility and to excite our holders, right? But these coaches that are, you know, that do mentor the 1% of athletes. And so whoever LeBron James strength and conditioning coach is like, that's the person that we should go after. That's the person we should ask our questions because ultimately they have the wealth of knowledge that, you know, somebody that's a high performer is looking to get after. And so we bring that mentorship and we bring those resources and knowledge direct to our community through podcasts, through video, through, um, through our Twitter community, through our discord. Uh, we also are, is it, is it, is it a structured, um, a learning base or is it a one-on-one -on -one type of thing where somebody's like you know i'm training for a marathon and i really need some help some conditioning that that, that was going to be my question was how is yeah. the information given to the, to yeah, the community? yeah absolutely and so um i was just about to dive into that that structured you know organized content base uh will be built as a token gated uh, library essentially right so um, video content, uh, there'd be, there'd be audio content, but there's also going to be PDFs and actually physical versions of the book. Um, these are things that we've been working on that, uh, that we want to bring to life as soon as possible. Um, a lot of these resources, a lot of this mentorship comes in the form of just being within the community, but we want to give something that essentially gives like a starting base, right? So, um, meta athletes guide to physical fitness, meta athletes guide to mental fitness, meta athletes guide to nutrition. Uh, these are resources that we built, built out and token gated to holders, but also sold as a self-published guide on Amazon for us to, to generate, um, you know, web two you know, web two influence, but also additional revenue streams. Right. Um, sure. so these are things that we're looking to build out. But uh, yeah, just to be totally transparent with you guys, it, it really just has been uh, this, this has been the community, right? So a community member will be like, hey, I'm having trouble sleeping or I'm having trouble, you know, getting in time to exercise. And uh, that's when our mentors step up and they provide the playbook, they provide the, the advice specifically for that person. And uh, it's through that concept of the MetaMind, right? Solving issues together as a team or somebody might throw out recommendations, somebody might, but ultimately we have, we have the the coaches be able to provide what they provide to the one percent of athletes and to me that's invaluable and so that's our next goal is to package that up into an organized you know structure so that like ed if you hopped in today you yeah. would have access to you know nutrition physical and mental all from day one and if you had questions or things don't make sense to you then you can tap into community versus right now we're really tapping to community while building out the resources. But um, yeah, that's our next phase. That's, that's what we're building towards. And um, the last thing I'll say is we just have a mission to help our community win in life physically, mentally, and, and professionally. And so everything that we do has that mission in mind, whether it's why we, why we're doing the spaces or why we're doing the podcast or why we're building out these physical resources, um, why we have conversations in our discord or why the project even exists. It's to help our community win in life. And, um, I'll let coach B kind of chime in a little bit. I, I know I've been speaking a ton, but, uh, hopefully that gives you a, a pretty big picture of what yeah, we've been building for the last great. year or so. Absolutely. Thank you. Coach B. Yeah, that, Drew, that was awesome. First of all, thanks for having us on. And um, of course. I, won't, I won't go into my full story, but I will get into my story about how I was attracted to med athletes and why it kind of resonated with me. Like I, I've been a division one strength conditioning coach for well over 20 years now, worked with um, lots of high level athletes, um, people that have gone on to just regular, regular professions outside of athletics. And the thing that always came back to me was the was people saying the level of impact that I had on them, not only athletically, but as a human being and as a person. 
And during COVID, like I started realizing like, you know, I, people kept telling me that I could have a bigger impact that I could have a bigger reach. And, um, you know, I started to explore different avenues. And I think within web three, when, when I first started to learn about that, I'm, I started to realize, you know, you know what, I could reach a lot more people. I can have a greater impact on a lot more people than just this, just the athletes I work to work on, work with on a daily basis. And when I found men athletes, it happened to be um, my people. Like I found, I started to realize that this is a place where I could really network and entrench myself and help, like Drew said before, help people win in life. And like my own personal mission is, is I believe everybody can become better. Like I believe everybody can become a better version of themselves. Um, and, and I know that because I've seen it happen. And that, that that's kind of like my own personal mission. And, and when Drew asked me part of the team, I think it just, it, it's aligned with me. And I just, I've been thankful, um, very grateful for the opportunity to be able to, to meet hundreds of people and to have any sort of positive impact upon them has been, it's been, you know, invaluable. It's been a really cool resource for, for their, for our community, but it's the, the changes that we see on a daily basis is it's powerful. Like people, you know, going for runs when they've never had, when they haven't gone on a run in a while, like people reading books when they've mm -hmm. never read books before mm -hmm. people, sure. you know, people fixing their sleep issues, people, um, you know, realizing that, you know, how the power of meditation, power of journaling, like that's what somebody said the other day. It's like, I don't think I've ever would have done this before, but they, they felt empowered to because of the community that we've been creating. And it's not just Jurai, Katie, it's, it's everybody, everybody's part of it. And everybody's, you know, a med athlete and everybody's an athlete at heart, whether they know it, whether they know it or not. Awesome. Great. A couple, a couple questions to jump in there with for either of you, Drew or Coach B. Some things that piqued my interest. First of all, just talking about token gating. I think that there's an entire ecosystem of uh, token gated wallet login, like sort of entering this new era of signing with your wallet, logging in, verifying access to to digital assets. Are you building that as? in-house are you building that token gating solution in-house are you trying to build a platform for other projects to be able to effectively token gate assets um talk to me a little bit more about what you're doing there for token gating resources and how holistic you're thinking sure yeah there's a there's a couple of different things that come to mind the first one is uh we we launched a creator coin through rally.io um you know when the same time we launched metathletes nft and um, unfortunately, that's a platform that you know we fully trusted, we fully relied on to be our partner when it comes to being an SEC-regulated token, uh, creator token that also allowed us to reward and incentivize our holders. Right? Um, they unfortunately, they they the the terminology they used was sunset. We're going to sunset these features, but uh, okay. essentially, the reasons why we joined that platform were. Um, just to be totally transparent, like we can reward our holders, but they also pay us and reward us to host our token with them on their platform. And um, basically all incentives, all rewards and all the positivity and the benefits for us to be there were, were taken off the platform. Uh, the platform just, it failed to, um, it failed to generate enough interest and build uh, to, you know, to basically sustain their creator economy with, you know, hundreds of different creators. And um, so that was a, uh, that was our main motive of token gating was actually using this token. And mm. uh, we used a partner of theirs and the partner is called uh, bonfire. I don't know if you heard of bonfire uh, waking, but um, 
they're essentially their web three tool to, you know, basically create websites, token gated websites, mm-hmm. token gated content, and um, their service still rolls forward. Like they're still moving on. They're just not partnered with rally. I, don't quote me on that, but uh, I, they don't work. They're not a official partner anymore. Um, but Rally led us to Bonfire. Bonfire allows me to create token gated pages to you know add video content, podcast content, yeah, yeah. and even okay. stand up a, a marketplace for us to utilize. Um, but we're in the process right now uh, to basically go down the same path as Crypto Dads. We we want a, a community you know utility token that allows people to be incentivized through some actions that they take um, to be rewarded for staking, but also to you know, purchase things in the marketplace that also makes sense for our brand, right? Like we, mm-hmm. I think, and it's awesome to hear, I think, Ed, I think you were talking about it earlier. Like you found out about meta athletes through that process and uh, you know, just to be transparent. That was our goal, right? Like we wanted to, we wanted to yeah. get our, our NFTs uh, into people and partners that we trust so that, you know, we can generate more awareness. And so that right. was our plan, but we don't want to just like, when we stand up a marketplace, we don't want it just to be, you know, for partners or for NFTs that, that we generally enjoy. Like we also want people to be able to, to use their rewards to buy things that are meaningful in this journey to help them win in life. So that might be a journal. That might be a huge water bottle. That might be um, opportunities to, to buy consulting from our coaches. I think uh, one of you mentioned earlier, that how can I consult with one of the coaches one-on-one? Well, if you try to hire them, you know, through web two means that might cost tens of thousands of dollars, but if you hold a meta athlete NFT and you, and you purchase it via our reward system, it might be a 10th of the cost to, to have them train, you know, have you, uh, go through training for a marathon or to get back in shape or to, uh, or maybe it's for other purposes, like helping them understand, you know, their personal mission, or uh, maybe it's to go through meditation and, and journal practice. Um, so those are things that we want to build within our marketplace that are very meaningful for our brand. But um, yeah, the, the big conversation waking is like, how do we use the technology to inspire versus technology to incentivize, yeah. right? I think yeah. everybody in the space uses staking technology and, and a lot of these platforms to incentivize. Um, so my mission, and I guess my question to you is like, how can we use these same technologies, but to inspire others, right? So if you, I don't know, if you might understand that journaling is important to you, but you've never went out and bought a journal, well, hey, right. maybe you can buy a journal because you've been staking your meta-athlete for three months, yeah. right? To me, that's inspiring change in somebody's life through a staking platform that's not just, hey, you hold this, we'll give you this amount of token, and then you can yeah. use this token to keep buying NFTs. It's like, hey, you can use this this loyalty that you've shown us by staking and take the loyalty to actually help with your day-to-day journey for winning in life, like Coach B said, right? So yeah. um, that's how we think about staking. And so, um, you know, there's a few conversations I've been having with people that that do have a wealth of knowledge when it comes to building up these platforms for our specific goal and mission. Um, but yeah, we're going through that process right now, just to be transparent. We, so, we don't have a um, we don't have an official partner or a platform like that built for Medathlete just okay. yet. Okay. Um, I'll I'll ask one more question and then I've got a list of things that I'm just going to like kind of rapid fire and I'd say we follow up on afterwards, but just want to throw ideas out there never know who might be listening and may just like come to the table and be like, that's perfect. I can help with that. I've got ideas for that. I want to chase that. So I would like to throw some of these out here in public. Um, I'm not one to worry about people scooping an idea and running with it like so what if people also try it? Turns out it's hard work. And so it's not just as simple as somebody stealing your idea and rolling it out. Like there's sweat involved. So, you know, people can say it's 
a good idea, but I'm not, I'm not worried about it. Let's all build together. Um, but let me, let me open it up with this kind of last question. Um, how would you say that being a web three NFT token based company and coaching, uh, coaching collective is revolutionary compared to being a traditional coaching collective with a subscription? Is, is there something that you kind of anchor on where you're like, this is, if I, if I had to say one compelling reason to say this is going to revolutionize coaching, what is it? It's, it's a great question. It, it's, it's been something that we've kind of, you know, back and forth since, since we really started the company. The one thing is just the, the concept of having, um, like I mentioned earlier, this MetaMind concept, right? To me, I, I personally think that, that that is pretty revolutionary. And uh, I just got an email yesterday that I have 12 domain names that are being renewed today because uh, I bought like coaching <laughs> MetaMind, social media MetaMind, you know, real estate MetaMind. And um, so I bought all these domains a year ago thinking that the MetaMind concept, you know, like the Ty Lopez's of the world that would come in and say, hey, I'm taking my $100 million mastermind. I'm turning it into an NFT, which he did. I don't know where that stands now, but... I think it's a legendary concept and whatever you think about Ty Lopez, you know, like his success and his results, um, they speak for themselves. And he had this amazing concept that he spoke on about universities, like a university should have an NFT and whether that uni university like prepares somebody for life or prepare somebody in their industry will choose if that NFT is either upsold or downsold to the next person that, that wants tuition to their to their to that university right and you know i don't think it's a it's not perfect it's not fully fleshed out but that idea of us providing enough value where then somebody could actually upsell their seat or that they have multiple seats or multiple nfts mm -hmm. they could upsell mm -hmm. it um that's what i think is revolutionary i think that the concept of being able to to take your your seat and your ticket to a digital membership where you know value is being shared at a level that greatly exceeds what they paid for it um that's that's the first concept of meta athletes but um, to answer your question, I just think that it's a, it's, it's really just this idea of the digital collectible. And so some of our future, you know, some of our future, I would say offers um, that provide to our holder base, as well as generate more brand awareness for Meta Athletes, the brand, not just as a Web3 brand, but the overall Meta Athletes brand is uh, doing like digital trading cards, which was, you know, very, mm -hmm. it kind of hits home because that was our first concept mm -hmm. with Kevin Smith. Uh, we're going to be doing one with Roger Clemens. So, you know, a top 10 MLB pitcher of all time. Yep. Uh, we'll be doing his first ever digital rookie, you know, not rookie, digital trading card that yep. um, that will be bought, you know, be able to be purchased in USD. So somebody that, you know, is a traditional collector that they won't even hate the idea of NFTs or they hate the idea of crypto um, can still understand the value of owning one of the first ever revolutionary uh, trading card, basically trading cards that get put into the market by us and by Roger himself, right? So uh, you might hate NFTs, but if you are a, a serious collector of Roger, then you could buy this digital collectible, right? So um, I just think that there's, I inherently knew the value of being able to own and build with a founding team, um, especially when it comes to IP. And I think, you know, Gary Vee brought that to light really early on and, and how this concept was new. Um, I'm 28, so I grew up, you know, really, you know, using and, and utilizing digital collectibles, but never having it uh, be able to like take it from my video game and then show it off on my Instagram, right? Like to me, that was never clearly defined or there was never an easy pathway to do so. Um, 
But with NFTs, it just made it so easy for me to realize that we can, you know, have these these representations, these these feels, uh, these emotions that we had with Pokemon cards and Yu-Gi-Oh cards, yep. and yep. and and put them into a way that's frictionless for us to. Well, yep. It's somewhat frictionless now. It's always going to get easier. There's always going to be new tools and, and features for social platforms to come out and, and make it easier. But um, yeah, it's this concept of MetaMind and it's also this concept of truly owning something digitally, which I know is like super cliche in the Web3 space, but um, that's what people need to understand, right? The people that pay millions of dollars for ink and cardboard for a, a trading card, why wouldn't yep. they understand the concept of having something digital? Um I was just talking to my girlfriend like on a walk yesterday and we were on a walk. And I'm like, I use Bank of America. Everything that I do is digital. I get paid in digital. I, I give, I pay people in digital. Like people don't give me cash. And then I take that cash and give it to somebody else. Like everything that I do is literally from my phone or um, I'm using a chip or, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't actually see the money. Right. And so for me, it's like so clear why digital makes sense. Um, and you can't carry gold, right? Like when I think of like Bitcoin as being the gold of, of the blockchain, like, I'm not going to carry around all this gold and I don't even want to have this gold on me. Like I, I personally just, I would lose it or I would drop it or something would happen to it. So this concept of owning things truly digital is, uh, is ultimately what stands out to me. So um, I don't know if that answers your question specifically waking, but Hey man, um, there, there was no, there was no answer <laughs> I was looking for. It's your chance. Um, yeah. So that, that's where my head's at when it comes to why we're different nice, or why this is nice. different than uh, just a web two. Uh, Drew, I'm just going to ask because I, and I know um, Caleb has a bunch of questions he wants to fire off, but have you contacted or, or looked into um, any type of connection with box packs? The, the the trading card uh, digital trading card NFT project that's out there. No, I've actually never even heard of it. So I, I would appreciate if you send me like a username or okay. like, uh, anything afterwards. Yeah. I'd love to look into it. They've got a lot. Uh, they are kind of a an NFT digital NFT trading card um, project. Um, the fish killer who's in the audience right now and I were actually we we were talking last night. Um, and and he he's had some pretty good ones. Uh, I don't remember all of them that he that he had originally had, but it's kind of similar where he had some really cool like rookie cards and some, you know, really valuable cards. Uh, I actually had one black block a box packs. I think it's B L O X. Caleb, chime in. Am I correct? B L O X P A. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm not familiar with it. Um, but yeah, and and um, it, it's it it's interesting it, when you said that you know the idea of making um you know these collector cards uh, you know NFT based. I'll I'll send that over to you. But yeah, um, no, it, I appreciate that. The, the last thing I'll say is um you know when we the most like sought after and valuable cards like just from the history perspective. I won't even dive into historic NFTs, but that's another huge like passion of mine that I, I truly believe in. But it's always like the first ever, right? The rookie cards are always the most sought after yep. card. Yep. Or it's going to be the first in a drop and something happened in that drop and now they took them off the market uh, because there's a typo or there's like something that was wrong with the ink. Like those yeah. those, those NFTs, those trading cards are always the ones that are most valuable. Yeah. And so when I think about doing the first ever Roger Clemens digital trading card, right now there might be a certain amount of you know people that are interested. But uh, when I think like 10, 20, 30, 50 years back and we think about digital collectibles and the boom of digital collectibles, we were one of the first to ever do it and the first to ever launch it, right? So uh, 100%. that's where yep. my head's at. We want to play the long game and, and we want to like we want to find the people that know and have that feeling of, I want to be the first because I know that this is going to pay off long term, whether that's because yeah. of us, the founders, yep. or that's because of Roger Clemens putting out and doing something innovative that other athletes you know, don't can't, can't wrap their heads around or, or don't want to mm -hmm. understand. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, I would appreciate any connections. We've 
talked to a couple like Fidgy Cards is one that we spoke to. I don't know if you've seen those guys. No, uh, they, okay. bought a, they bought a Lazy Lion and, and they're going to turn that into a physical trading card that also has an NFT counterpart. And uh, these are like legit cards. There's like three or four founders that came from, uh, I think I want to say Upper Deck or Tops. Um, okay. But they're like legitimate cards that are super cool. And, and they actually sent me a couple samples. Um, one of the One of the founders son is actually a goaltender in the NHL. And so they, they revolved the first collection around his son, uh, Thatcher Demko, who plays for the Vancouver Canucks. And uh, yeah, they're another one, another cool one to look at, at if you're interested in that kind of stuff. They're called Fidgy Cards. Awesome. Okay, cool. Yeah, cool. Caleb, go. All right. I know, I know you. I know you have a, a time. Yeah, a time man, restraint. So I I wrote down. I've you know I've got a day job. You know. So um, by the way, <laughs> my my day job, guys, is at the University of Notre Dame. So let me know if you know any of the strength coaches over here. Built Bayless strong uh, at the football team. Uh, I don't know him personally, but I'm on campus. So we've actually anyway, had two oh, transfers from Notre Dame in the last couple of years, not football, but a hockey player and a basketball player. Nice. Ryan Grant, ex old ex football player from Notre Dame, ex NFL um, is also a crypto dad holder. And we've been trying to connect with him to chat about, I don't, I don't know if like athletes when they graduate want to talk about like their, their alma mater's football team and like how they're progressing. Like I, I don't know, but I guess Ryan Grant, I think, is also doing some performance coaching, if I saw that right. So we're going to try to connect with him. Um, anyway, got to pay the bills because Web3 isn't paying them right now. And so we're all building uh, while we get by with our uh, stable day jobs. Um, okay, uh, I'm going to run through these thoughts, Justin. I see your hand up, um, but I do have a stop here in about yeah, 10 no, minutes. Yeah, no, just about strength the coaches there. There's a new one. Oh, yeah. Meg, uh, Meg Ruder, she just got hired there. She's awesome. Okay. Okay. Hey, connect with me on friend me DM. We can get connected. Um, okay. Whip around thoughts that are going through my head. And then I'd love to, uh, I'm, I'm kind of a fan of what is it? Dan Patrick. Doesn't he do like the one thing whip around with his, with his co-host. So I'd love Ed coach B drew. Let's, let's hear your one takeaway from the space today. Um, but also, Number one, I wrote, why are we so addicted to Web3? Like, it is so addicting. Your story of being up till 4 a.m., looking on OpenSea, like, there was something euphoric, addicting about it. It's something about connecting with people, broadening our international connections. Like, there's no place like it that's always awake, around the clock, around the globe, connect with people, meet people from all different countries, all different walks of life. Like, if you ever feel like you're stuck in meeting the same people where you work, live, like meet some new people like or if you don't like them yeah that's right (laughs) Um, you know there's also the collector aspect uh my daughter this week pulled a shiny charizard out of a pokemon pack and she was like like it was like top top tier adrenaline rush for both of us so i'm trying to get that sent out to be the first card that i ever get graded and i'm going to share some of the collector journey with my daughter um, and, and it was, it was like the chase card in that set. And so when we, when we pulled it, it was just unreal. That's um, great. So it, that's a lot of fun. Second of all, I would challenge you guys to push the envelope on digital autographs. Don't just drop a PNG file, uh, with Roger Clemens. There are ways to embed data that's non-displayable in images. So like you could actually put a message from Roger Clemens in the PNG file format where it doesn't show in the picture. But if you like extract that, you can have special 
messages in there, right? You, there are ways to do things to where there's more than meets the eye. Um, I just, I'm in another project called KPR. That's like an anime story storytelling project. And like 75 of the PFPs in the collection, which just show up as normal PNGs, can actually be unzipped as a zip file and they contained a second image inside of it, which contained a piece of lore. Like there's some really cool That's stuff incredible. we can do here with like actually having like a like a visual signature or a message from the athlete in these 10 to 15 short run trading cards where there's like maybe a little bit more than meets the eye. Or you can say that like we're the first digital trading card with a something inside of it, whether that's maybe it could even be like a CSV file with their stats or something, you know, now all of a sudden you've got some interoperability, like there's stuff to do here. So push yourselves to explore that is what I would say. And I'm also exploring it and trying to understand it. Um, next thought here is would love to talk to you and anybody on this space. We've got our CryptoDads stake shop. We're actively pushing every experience in the CryptoDads community there. We're a group of dads and moms that are fully Web3 onboarded on the Ethereum blockchain with NFTs. We would love if anybody would love to do some banner ads in that stake shop. Um, we would love to talk to communities that have initiatives going on or would like to get some, some space in front of a really, really focused audience that's already onboarded. And, you know, we're doing that. To, like, let's we're going to be frank. You know, we're, we're exploring that as an additional revenue on top of royalties. Yeah, little ad space. Right. Royalties are, royalties are slowly going away. Like they're not enough to pay the bills and we have attention, right? And if we have attention, then we can talk to communities about maybe something that would be good to put in front of a lot of people like that. So, you know, in the current meta, it's like, Hey, we'll trade you some NFTs. You'll trade us some NFTs. We'll put it in each other's shop. But I think that there are additional ways that we can structure that relationship. Um, you know, if anybody listening or if meta athletes would like to have a permanent presence in our shop, you know, we're, we're open to talking about that without it being a continual flow of NFTs that you're having to slide over. Um, right. You know, sometimes sometimes people buy that because they see a floor price and they just floor it on the other community's side. Um, so we don't want that. You know, we want we want something where people can find something they relate with and it lead to next steps. So if you've got an upcoming project that you're minting or something and you want to get in front of a solid group of 50 to 100 fully onboarded Web3 already own NFTs, already have Ethereum in their wallets holders, then talk to us. Um, specifically, reach out to the Grill Sergeant or Crypto Dads account here um, because they'll field that. And then the other thing that I wanted to talk to you about is we've got a big um, – I've worked out some code that does some pretty good individualized merch products for Crypto Dads. And so just thinking about your journal or your notebook, um, you know, if you wanted to talk about kind of seeing what that flow looks like, um, I don't, I don't, you know, I'm not, I'm not here trying to make a sales pitch, but honestly, people connecting with their token and being able to get their token on merch, not just the brand name on merch and have it be super frictionless um, is something that we're chasing. And I think we have a good code pipeline for that. And I, I'm happy to demo that to you or anybody else that wants to reach out. Uh, offline and see if that is a decent would, fit because we're trying to expand the reach of that. I always think it's amazing that people really truly do connect with certain uh, NFTs or, or you know, uh, they, they, like I, I know that I was looking at the ones in the stake shop and, um, you know, I was saving up my stake and, and, and stacking. And as I was going through it, I'm like kind of putting them in order like, all right, this one, I like this one better than this one. Oh, I like this one more than this one. I'm a, 
I'm a runner and a lifter. I like this, but I don't need the baseball bat. So I, I definitely think that would be that's pretty cool. The, the idea of being able to personalize uh, anything with with any of our NFTs at this stage, you know. Yep. Yep. Um, okay. That, those were the thoughts on my mind. Sorry to kind of like rapid fire those and not really give a good chance for conversation or feedback. But I'm going to have to run here soon. So I'm, I'm apologizing for having to kind of put a, a time cap on our time. But yeah. what's, everyone's, what's everyone's one thing? What's sure. everyone's I'll, one takeaway kind of, up here? I'll chime in real quick um, on that idea. I mean, I've seen, I've seen the level of personalization that you've built through that process. Uh, I think it was Cam. Cam showed me uh, through the bot that you guys were able to build. And yeah, dude, it's really impressive and, and it's really cool. And, and we want to start building more things like that within our ecosystem. Um, but uh, Waking, I know you got to jump. The one thing I'll say, you know, the, the one thing I took away from this, and uh, I want to credit you, but I also don't want to give you too much credit because I came up with this idea, but you definitely pushed me to, to think like this. And it's to, with our tech that we build, you know, I said this earlier on the space, but like, how can we build tech to inspire our community versus build tech to just incentivize our community? And, um, you know, that's something that I just came up with on the fly, but it was really, it truly was inspired by you talking earlier on the, um, on the personalization of, of building through some of these assets, you know, utilizing stake. So that's, that's definitely one that's huge for me that I wrote down on my whiteboard and uh, I want to continue on the mission and the pursuit of, of continuing to inspire. Awesome. Coach, Coach B, you got one thing? One takeaway? Yeah, my one thing is um, the, the level of connection that I've been able to have with, like like you said before, like people all around the world. Like, I don't think I would have met half the people that I've met within Web3 and forged relationships and connections that I have been able to um, without the power of the blockchain. And it's it's funny, like I was talking to somebody and he's like, well, what if you just go in a Facebook group? I'm like, I'm like I've been in Facebook groups. So it's not the same. And I don't know what it is, but the, the level of connection that you can form within a NFC community or something that's forged in the blockchain is, it's, it's very powerful. Like it's, you know, I've only been to a couple of like in real life events, but, you know, I look forward to the first Met Athletes connection or, uh, you know, the next one, the next um, get together and, and so many other communities I've been in, but it's, it's, it's definitely the relationships that I've been able to make. Great. Cool. Um, two, I, I, my one thing, but two things, I got a, I got a DM checking me on the, users so uh we're are just check google analytics like 500 500 users about a week on our on our steak shop it seems um so wanted to make that more proper based on the analytics um my one thing is um build to inspire not to incentivize i think that was i think that was a cool takeaway that i need to think about a little bit more um but figuring out how you can stake to inspire not stake to incentivize. So thanks for sharing that. Yeah. I'm going to say, I, I think that my one takeaway and I, and I find, I find the entire concept just really interesting. Um, and I think you guys have really utilized it is the, the idea of, of token, token gated, you know, content where you're taking something that, like you said, the idea that there are athletes out there, but they don't have the time. You can't contact an athlete and say, Hey, how do I get to this next level? Um, you know, like you said, whether it be, body, mind, whatever, but you're utilizing this, this token gated access and, and to content that I think is, is really an interesting uh, use of it. Um, and, and it is giving uh, some, some value uh, to the idea of, of 
your integration of Web3 into a really, truly, you know, IRL in real life experience. You know, uh, I'm, I'm going to work out. I need help with this. It has nothing to do with Web3. And I think you've, you've done a great job of, um, of taking this concept and, and integrating appreciate that thank you and yeah we're still we're still building like uh, there's a lot of tech and that's why i'm really grateful for this conversation and honestly just opportunity to get to know you guys better because um yeah conversations and connections like this have been uh, massively impactful in our ability to continue to build whether that's meta athletes or, or other projects and other other missions but um yeah grateful for the opportunity to share with you guys and uh yeah i look forward to connecting and and getting even deeper with uh some of these some of our shared passions and, and projects it's great Awesome. Coach B, anything else for listening? No, I think, I think I'm ready to wrap. Great. No, just appreciate you guys for having us on and, and letting us share. Thank you guys. Happy to have you guys are wonderful.